Hello, football fans. Michael Patton here on our wonderful podcast we're calling Pigskins Pickin' and Grinning. It's a chance to talk about the NFL football each week. I really look at the recent statistics more than the long-term history. I don't care if they beat these teams 15 years ago. I really care about how they've done this year. So we're halfway through the NFL season. Going to have a lot of stats here. Hopefully make it fun and something you can listen to. So we're going to do all 13 games, some focus on fantasy. Most importantly, we're going to talk about the NFL and what I like about them and what I like about these games and hopefully give you an edge. Um, this podcast is meant for the NFL fan, especially the kind that likes to wager a few dollars on the game. I'm a very small-time player, but I like to do it, so I do my homework. So I'll spend 30 minutes on a game and spend $1 because I'm a chump, but I like doing it. It's a game. I like playing it. Let's start with this slate here for week nine. Um, Thursday night's Philadelphia Eagles at Houston Texans. Um, Philly's incredible. I mean, obviously undefeated. The baseball teams in the World Series on um, this Thursday night. Um, they're, they're third in points scored, third in yards. They're first in time of possession. Um, they're fourth in yards allowed, um, fourth in rushing yards, second in interceptions. They kill. They do wonderful. They're undefeated. Um, they're playing at Houston. Houston is terrible. Um, 30th in yards allowed, last in rushing yards allowed. Um, lots of problems. They've, they've lost seven times. I mean, they, they just are, they're one five and one on the year, but they really, they, even that tie was a terrible game. And the one they had to win was bad. They're 31st in yards and 29th in points. However, they're at home. The point spread is too much. It's 13 and a half. Um, Philly's going to win this game. Uh, you can't bet it by themselves. You have to bet $85 or win $10. That's ridiculous. I'll just play Houston, take the points, and move on from there. Over-under is 45. That's about what it should be. So I'm not going to have a lot of opinion on this. If anything, I think it's a good play. You even can tease it. Get knock your six, seven points if you really like Houston as well. Um, there's no reason Philadelphia's going to win. I just think they're not going to win by 13 and a half. Okay, let's go back to the Sunday games now. Sunday games, uh, we'll start with the Los Angeles Chargers at the Atlanta Falcons. So this is a fun game. So Atlanta's 4-4, four and four, playing at home. Chargers are 4-3. and three. They've already had their bye. So Chargers are an interesting team. Um, they don't score a lot of points. Um, um, they're, they're sixth in points scored, eighth in, 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 in rushing and, and fifth in passing. So I don't say that their offense is bad. It's their defense, I'm sorry, that's so bad. 31st in points allowed. Uh, 27th against the run. Um, unfortunately, the team coming against them here this week is um, not strong running teams. Atlanta really is okay at that. Um, they're 26 in yards rushing. Um, so they have four running backs who all have 200 yards. Very rare uh, that four of them, and one of them being the quarterback, Marcus Mariota. So they run the ball pretty well, but they don't have a big back to run like some of the teams do. So the Chargers in this game, the Falcons, this is a tough game overall. So I, it's hard to know how to play this one. So Chargers are favored by three on the road. Um, they're a 500 team. Three points is about what you get for a home team advantage here. Um, the over-under is 49.5. If nothing else, um, Falcons are 29th in points allowed. Chargers are 31st in points allowed. Let's bet the over. It's a high over, 49.5. It's uh, tied for the highest of the week. I think it's a good play. So in the Chargers versus Atlanta, bet the over, 49.5 points. I think it's a pretty safe play. Um, and I think the first two are pretty easy ones to go with. You're trying to do some kind of parlays and moving forward. Okay, one of the fascinating games of the week is Miami at Chicago. So this is going to be an interesting game. Um, Chicago suddenly kind of got their act together. They actually went out and bought a good receiver, um, set a defensive end of the trade deadline. Uh, Miami has just played great suddenly, and, and their quarterback back. The Tua is uh, was hurt. He's a fascinating story. You know, he he was so good at Alabama that they the guy who was behind him went to Oklahoma to win the Heisman Trophy, and Tua is that strong a player. Um, the team is five and three. Um, he missed three games. When he plays, they're undefeated. I'm not going to say it's all from him. Um, so they have two losses, and, and they have some um, small, quick, close-point games. So I mean, it's not like they're blowing people out here. But overall, they're fine. They're seventh in yards. They're third in passing. Two has had an excellent receiving core. They went out and bought this uh, running back this time. Um, they, in essence, they run the San Francisco, the West Coast offense there in Miami. And um, it seems to be difficult, again, to, to defend against. So last year they went in free agency and got the, the best running back from San Francisco, Raheem Mostart. And then this year, the trade deadline, they went and got the other one from there. So they went and got another running back, Jeffrey Wilson. And the reason the Niners could do that was they had a big trade for Christian McCafferty, 
probably the best back in football, um, or at least one of the top two, three backs. So Miami now has a solid running game that knows the offense well, a quarterback that seems to throw the ball down the field. And remember, they got Tyree Kill from the Chiefs last year. So they're a high-scoring team. I really like them overall. Even their tight end, Gusecki, he's got um, some excellent stats. You know, you have to say, I mean, your tight end has four touchdowns, and you have a great running game and a great stretch receiver. So you have a pretty good offense. Um, they're playing the Bears. The Bears lost their pass rusher, Rockon Smith. Traded him away. He was trouble. He told the team he wanted to be traded. That they made it happen. Sometimes when you want you, you get it what you want. So, but they traded up for this nice receiver from Pittsburgh, Chase Claypool. Um, I really love Claypool's stats. Uh, he's he's a possession receiver. So he hit, last year he had 39 first downs and um, 89 catches. I mean, literally, he's the guy they go to for the team overall. I mean, they just have amazing number of times they need him to do this. Um, so he's six four, two forty. He, he, he averages eight yards a catch. He's across the middle. I mean, that's what they need. They were scrambling quarterback like they got here at Justin Fields. He needs some guy that will come back on the ball, who will be possession. So I think the Bears have a much improved team with this. However, they're, they've lost a little on defense. They're playing at home. Uh, this is the last few seasons they're going to play here and before they build a new stadium. Um, so they're fine. The problem with Chicago has been the receiving core. So they have um, Darnell Moody, number one receiver at the end of last year and this year, has 25 catches. Um, so they, they, their total um, top three receivers and tight end have 60 catches. Well, there's players in the NFL with that much by themselves. So getting their need, getting their receiver was great. Because they improved on offense, because they decreased on defense, and the Dolphins have been so great, I'm playing the over, 45 and a half. Dolphins are favored by my five and a half. I think the Dolphins are the better team. Uh, at Chicago, who knows what happens. Uh, five and a half is about the right number. I can see this game. I can see Chicago win this game outright. Um, they get out of the roll there. They get ahead a little bit, put some stress uh, on Miami. So see how Tua does when he's getting some extra. If they'd kept that pass rusher, I'd be a little more confident in Chicago now. But I'm betting the over 45 and a half. In the Miami-Chicago game, bet the over 45 and a half. Okay, let's go to Carolina and Cincinnati. Um, this is another good game. Um, Carolina has been an interesting team this year, but has really struggled with quarterback play. Joe Burrow, I mean, he was incredible. Took his team to the Super Bowl last year, and has had a great year this year as well. Um, he's got a, a 70, almost 69% um, percentage completion. He's already thrown for 2,100 yards. He's got everything. Joe Mixon has been excellent for them. Uh, he can run the ball himself. So he got a couple rushing touchdowns. His receiving core, Jamar Chase, was doing great. But then Jamar got hurt. Suddenly, they're an average team on offense. It's really, really hurt them. They're favored by seven on the road at Carolina. Well, it's hard like Carolina. They're two and five. Um, in every defensive category, they're ranked either 20, 21, 22, or 23. It's amazing. They're in the bottom third, barely, in every defensive category, except for sacks. They're 29th. They have no real pass rush, uh, which really helps Joe Burrow. Um, they're 30th in yards offense uh, overall. They're 26th passing. They're last in time of possession. They can't keep the ball. They punt, punt, punt. If they have anything at all, they try to run the ball somewhat. They have a somewhat of a running game. Dante Foreman woke up last week with three rushing touchdowns. They fed the ball 26 times, 118 yards. Of course, that's their quarterback now for Carolina is a guy from the XFL, P.J. Walker. He's been great. He's under six foot tall. That's why he wasn't drafted. That's why he's not in this league. But he, they're desperate. Baker Mayfield's falling apart. All the other quarterbacks can't play right now. Let's give P.J. the opportunity. Yeah, from the Houston Roughnecks in the XFL to the NFL. So he played, he played a fine. He's, his quarterback rating, however, in his first game was a 30. Uh, you sign your name, you get about a 30. So hard to let the Camp Panthers. I'm laying the points. Take Cincinnati. This is a great game to tease as well if you're going to get six points down. So Cincinnati minus one is a great play. So putting all your teasers. Um, I like this a lot. I'm betting Cincinnati straight up. In Cincinnati at Carolina, take Cincinnati minus the seven. Um, and a great tease as well. One more game we'll talk about, and then we'll take a quick break. Um, Indianapolis at New England. So um, and New England's been an interesting team. Um, they've had solid play up and down. Um, they're 4-4. Four and four. They're, they're at home. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites. They've had some games. That, I mean, they lost to Miami. They lost to Baltimore. They lost at Green Bay, back when Green Bay could play well. Um, so they've had they, – they lost to Chicago. They shouldn't have lost that one week two of the season. Um, they beat Cleveland, beat the Jets. Um, you know, they, they won at Pittsburgh. Um, they beat the teams they should beat. And they lose the teams they should lose to. So they're pretty predictable from there. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites against Indianapolis. You could say that alone is a pretty good reason to, to take them and go forward with that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's enough. 
Um, the interesting part of this game, I think, is that the over-under is 39 and a half. They don't expect anything. There's not weather issues. There's not much there. Uh, Mac Jones tries to run a, a ball control off, and so is Indianapolis. They both have that same sense of that's how we get ahead. Um, Matt Ryan's been benched for Indianapolis. Um, he, they've lost a couple in a row. They lost in the last play of the game on a big, long pass play last week that cost them a win. They lost at Jacksonville. Nothing slammed there. They're 3-4-1. and one. Um, they just don't score points. They're 30th in points. Um, they can throw the ball, 7th in passing yards. They're 7th allowing their ninth allowing yards. They're 8th against the run. Um, they can play decent defense. Um, overall, they're a 50-50 team. Um, that makes them a different team. What people had bigger, higher hopes than this for them, and they could still win this division, is the running back Jonathan Taylor. Most of our fantasy leagues, he was the number one running back. He got a lot of passes. He got a lot of things last year. Got a lot of touches. And he was that bell cow. That bell cow we all want. That one, he's not going to run by committee. He's going to be it by himself. When they run the ball, they're going to give it to him, especially near the touchdowns. Um, so um, that's uh, he's not been there, but he's just now breaking out. He's just now getting his act together. Um, his last week was his best week of the season so far. Um, he can do he can do a lot for the team. So I hope he's, he's back in that healthy. Um, they have a tremendous offense um, in terms of spreading the ball around. Michael Pittman does have 51 catches. He did drop a big ball that would have won the game last week. Um, but they have four other guys. Um, they got their receivers, Pearson Campbell. They got running back Hines, and they got a tight end, all with 20 or more catches. So they move the ball around. They do a pretty good job. Um, they're at this point. They're hard to play. Um, it's hard to say, oh, my gosh, I think this is the play to have. With John Thinker back, um, taking five and a half points, I think the upset could happen here. I'm going to say New England, um, if nothing else, the reason this game is low, New England keep a low-scoring game. In a low-scoring game, you know, that's a choice. So it has a chance. So I think I'll take the points. I won't play the over-under. Um, it's too too easy, 39 and a half. I mean, what you're saying is both teams score a couple of touchdowns um, and a couple of field goals. So I think these teams are going to score at least 17 points apiece. So they don't got much to play with. So I won't play the over-under. I'll just take the points. Indianapolis over New England, take the points, um, five and a half points. Uh, it's time for a break. we got some more after- morning, morning games and the afternoon games. So talk more football to you. So we'll be right back.
Welcome back. Michael Patton here. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast. So this was a lot of fun for me to put these together. So I'm kind of a crazy numbers guy. I just believe in um, you can learn a lot and, and see trends and numbers. Some people are good at spotting the hot TV show or the, the new product, the new restaurant. I'm good about finding some trend in numbers. There's three kinds of gambling. There's possibility, probability, and um, 
past performance. I like past performance. So football is my thing. I, I'm pretty good at horse racing and stock market too. So I look for opportunities. I look for trends. I try to find reasons why this or this game is not going to work. Um, I try to find the value, kind of like you look at the stock, find something that's a little bit undervalued. Remember, and when you're gambling, everything's a coin toss. I mean, you're willing to bet $11 to win 10 generally, um, but you get to so, uh, hedge your tails. Can you pick hedge your tails a bunch of times in a row? You're lucky to get it once. Don't press your luck. So take your time and bet small amounts of money. This is a game we play. You're not on the field. You're not betting on yourself. You're betting on something you think might happen. Um, I'm not one to bet that much. Uh, it's not like the stock market where you have an investment for a long term. No, you win or lose in three hours. And I'm not one to lose harder and money. So take it easy. Okay, let's talk about some games coming up here and uh, on this Sunday, week nine of the NFL. One of my favorite games of the week is going to be the Buffalo-New York Jets game. Buffalo is at the Jets. Um, Buffalo's a tremendous team right now. I mean, they're really playing well. Josh Allen is the number one quarterback. Luckily, I'm in most of my fantasy leagues. He's just doing great. He's Everything he's done has just been perfect. Um, so he also runs the ball. He, he's, I, I said last week on this podcast, he's too big to be that fast. He's too fast to be that big. I really believe it. I really think he's – and he, he's doing everything right. So um, they had, they have the loss, um, but, you know, they're 6-1. They're and one. They're still the favorites to win the Super Bowl. I know Philadelphia is undefeated, but they have a harder road to go in our schedule. Buffalo has an easy game this week in, in New York. They're second in points scored. They're first in yards overall. They're first in passing. They're 14th in rushing. If anything else, they don't run the ball quite as much, especially near the goal line. They like to give uh, Josh Allen the big fantasy stats. Again, the number one quarterback to play in all fantasy leagues every single week, uh, especially at home games. And if there's not weather, play Josh Allen. Their defense is almost as good. I mean, they're the, uh, while I said they're second in points scored, they're first in points allowed. Uh, they're third in yards allowed. Um, they're first in interceptions, fourth against the run, ninth against the pass. There's no weakness there on the defense. They really, really have to really play hard. Um, and I'd say the running game, um, Singletary's kind of been disappointing. Um, so really, Josh Allen gets them. Uh, the main running back for them it has zero touchdowns. Um, Stephon Diggs made a change. When they got him uh, last year, a guy the year before there from Minnesota Vikings, um, they knew they had a star, and he has been. So he's got seven of the touchdowns. He's tied for the league lead with it. Um, they have, they, Gabe Davis, Gabriel, has four as well. So these have a lot of people. They're, you know, 19 touchdowns so far in the receiving core. So, I mean, they're really doing great, and they have an okay running game. So the Jets are the young team of the future. I love them. They're, they're in the middle of the pack. Um, they're ranked 18th to 22nd, all the offensive categories. Um, they're a little bit better on defense, 11th in points allowed, 6th against the yardage, um, top 10 barely in, in every other category, passing, running, and sacks. I love the young quarterback, Zach Wilson. Missed the first few games of the season, and now they got him back. Um, they're playing very good ball. They, I really think that they're as good as anybody right now um, playing football with young players. I mean, Garrett Wilson's been great. Their top rookie, Bryce Hall, got hurt, um, so they went on and got another one. They went on and got this. James Robinson. Um, Michael Carter was one of their, he was a third round pick the year before. He's solid as can be and did really well for them when they needed him to last year. I love the young running, the young receiver Garrett Wilson. I have him in a lot of fantasy drafts. So he's got uh, 59 targets so far leading the team. And he's, he's only got two touchdowns. In fact, they have very uh, a strong problem um, scoring overall, um, and especially the wide receiver core. So they get great stats. Um, they have three guys with over 300 yards. They have two others over 200 yards. I mean, almost the running back Carter's close. I mean, everyone gets the ball. They move the ball around well. Buffalo's going to win this game. I think it went by 12 and a half points. I don't think so. Um, I take all these kind of points in the NFL. Every team can win any time, and I could be wrong. Buffalo is that good, and, and the Jets are that young, and they could put pressure on them, especially um, that he's prone to throw interceptions, and they're leading the league in interceptions. So it's very possible. Um, he's Zach Wilkins. His problem is is his accuracy overall. So I mean, most quarterbacks were in the high sixties, even seventies, and he's under fifty five percent. I'm going to take the points. Um, Buffalo against the Jets. Buffalo should win this game. They won't win by twelve and a half. I don't believe it's just too many points. Again, this would be a good game you could tease either way. If you tease at six points, suddenly you have Buffalo minus. Six and a half, or suddenly you have the other side, you have 18 and a half, which is incredible in the NFL. So, good game of tease. Uh, take the Jets plus the points on that game. Minnesota Vikings, another team that's outperforming this year, playing on the road at the Washington Commanders. I always say Redskins or the football team, all these different things. They change names a lot over there. So, it's like they've been married and divorced a few times. She had to pick whatever she wants this time. Um, Washington is four and four. Um, they have some. 
um, struggles, especially getting the end zone. But they run the ball pretty well. They have a decent overall um, game plan. They're a possession team, fifth overall in time of possession. Um, so they've won three in a row. Um, they won at Indianapolis on this Hail Mary play um, last week. They won at home versus Green Bay. They won at Chicago. Not necessarily great wins against great teams and stuff, but they are winning. Um, their losses were against Philadelphia, undefeated. Tennessee, one loss. Dallas, two losses. Um, they lost at Detroit, and that's the only blemish on the fame. They've been a fine team. Um, they've been just fine at, at home. Minnesota Vikings are overplayed, um, so they're a good team. Uh, no one's talking about them on the national level because everyone sees their stats, sees their plays, sees their defensive line, sees what they can't do. Um, they allow a lot of yards, especially against the pass. They can't stop. They're 28th in yards allowed and 29th against the pass. For a team that's 6-1, six and one, um, they, they can throw the ball on them. So can Taylor Heineke do this? I'm not sure he can, the commanders. Vikings are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, 90% of the money I saw just an hour ago on the money line was betting on the Vikings that went out the right. I mean, no one thinks they're going to lose this game. Good reason about the commanders. Everybody's idiots on this. Kirk Cousins, a 66% quarterback. He's, his yards per attempt is only 6.6, very low. He dumps the ball off, especially at Dalvin Cook. Uh, Dalvin Cook's got almost five yards of carry. He's got five touchdowns. He catches balls out of the backfield. He's a strong play. They have one of the top receivers, Justin Jefferson. They have a second receiver, Adam Thielen. Um, they have a tight end, Irv Smith, K.J. Osborne. All those guys catch balls. They're amazing. They're they're they have four guys with two touchdowns each. They really share the ball pretty well moving forward. And then they just kind of move the ball. They're a good offense. They win games. Justin Jefferson makes a difference. He really is a, a game breaker. So there's no one in Washington can beat them on this. There's no one that can. I'd say this is a hard game to play outright. Hard game to do anything with. It's. Um, it's an under, probably under 43 and a half. Um, it's probably the best thing to do on this game. I'd tell you, say that's a pretty safe play. Minnesota, three and a half. I would be tend to take points, but I don't think I'll play the game. I, I would tease this game either way. Um, I said tease at seven points. Then suddenly you got Minnesota plus three and a half. They can lose by a field goal and you'll still win. And then suddenly on the other side, you got ten and a half points. So seven point teaser with commanders. That possibility. I think on this one, I'll just play the under, under the, the 43 and a half on this game. Green Bay at Detroit. You guys know I'm a cheese head. If you listened to the podcast last week, I have faith in cheeses. Hard to bet them. This is a business thing. It ain't no hard thing. So I don't think necessarily I can. And they traditionally play poorly in Detroit. Aaron Rodgers is just disgusted. I mean, he's having decent stats, but if you take all the drops out, all these rookie players, all these tight ends and receivers are all hurt. It's killing him. So his top receiver is coming back this week, Lazard. Um, Detroit is the kind of game you get healthy against. Um, they're last in points allowed. They're 27th allowed against their pass. They're 30th against the rush. They're 31st on sacks. They won't put pressure on Aaron Rodgers. He may be sick back there all he wants. I can see him back there just taking his time, pulling out his phone, check his Facebook status, and then throwing the ball. He'll have that much time to do it, I think. Um, Packers have a good chance to get healthy this time. So there's Detroit. Um, Detroit, um, they would love to beat this. They're 1-6. They really struggled. But they're a decent team overall on offense. They're ninth in points scored. They're fourth in yards overall. They're eighth in passing, tenth in rushing. A well-balanced team that moves the ball down the field and sometimes scores. Yeah, I like that. Jared Goff's been fine. He's a 64% completion. Um, Jamal Williams, the old Green Bay running back, leads their team in running um, only because DeAndre Swift has missed some games. This is an interesting game. Kind of a, a you know Jamal Williams wants to have the Packers come in since they cut him, and he went to Detroit. He wants some revenge there. I can see him running the ball, but the Andre Swift's healthy. They're going to try to do that as well. Um, they have good receivers here. Alman St. Brown, T.J. Hawkinson. I mean, they have somebody. Oh, I'm sorry, Hawkinson just got traded to the Vikings. Why did Detroit give up on them? And Detroit is the one in six. Are they saying, oh, so we have this one tight end who's one of the top five, and they trade him to a division rival? Something wrong with this picture. I don't understand. Um, there's something wrong with this. Why'd they get rid of him? Had to be a troublemaker. Or they're just giving up on the season. I think they are. I think they're giving up on the season. I think they're going to try to score, but I don't think they can stop the Green Bay Packers from scoring. This is a game that Aaron Rodgers gets healthy. Um, so I think they're also, the Packers are easy to throw the ball on. They're second against the pass. Look for a high-scoring game. Over under is 49. I'm betting the over. I'll probably play the Packers as well. So the Packers right now, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, I hope like I wish it was three. Um, I might try to tease that, tease the seven points with the other game um, game before this. So if I get Minnesota and um, take that teaser both ways and this one both ways, I think you have a good chance of winning all four of those bets by moving the game. I think this line's about what it needs to be.
Las Vegas Raiders at Jacksonville. So um, Raiders go across the West Coast. You know, the, the Raiders actually have fans across America, um, especially in the West Coast. Uh, they don't have that many fans in Las Vegas yet. Uh, people are getting there, but uh, Las Vegas is the time everybody else goes. They make their vacations around, oh, our team, our team. We always get the games. Now they're in Vegas. Let's go to Vegas. So Las Vegas has been seeing 30, 40% of the fan base, you know, wearing the other team's colors. Hard place to play. And if they did play well in Vegas, people, they ride them quickly. Um, they played terrible last week. They lost 24 to nothing in New Orleans. They could do nothing right. They're on the road now in Jacksonville. Jacksonville's okay. Um, they've, Beat some decent teams. Um, so they have some struggles. And they've lost five in a row. Don't get me wrong. Um, they're better overall on stats. They're better in offensively and yards, rushing, and possession. They're better in points allowed than the Raiders. They're the better team. They're playing at home. So it's hard to think, huh, how can I play this game? Raiders are favored by one and a half. I don't know why. I mean, people like the Raiders. I mean, Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs have been great. And they do, of course, have Devontae Adams. They have a, a top, top, top receiver who's not produced much this year. I mean, he's got five touchdowns and he's got 68 targets. He's only caught 38 of those. I mean, if your top receiver is catching that few balls, I mean, he should be really more like two, three fourths. And he's, he's barely over 50% on these things. And they throw the ball to the running backs. Um, they don't throw the ball much else. So they don't have a dairy car puts up some, some decent offensive numbers, um, with lots of yards. Um, but he doesn't seem to produce wins and they're two and five. And now they're on the road. I've been embarrassed on the road last week. I think the embarrassment continues. They're not should be favored on this team. Take Jacksonville. Take the point and a half and tease this one for sure. Six points. So you get seven and a half points. So I love teasers on these kind of games. I love getting seven and a half on a game I like already, especially on home. So a good play to play there for them. Okay, the last afternoon games um, of the night are going to be um, some interesting games. Seattle at Arizona. Um, I said last week, bit the over on Arizona. It's again 49 and a half tied with the Green Bay or tied with the other game for the highest of the week. Um, I'm betting over on everything Arizona plays. I mean, they're a terrible team. They're they're 30th in points allowed, 22nd in yards. They're they're 13th against the run. Um, and Seattle can run the ball. This Kenneth Walker kid is killing it. I mean, he's really dominating. Came out of nowhere. I mean, you know, they they picked him up. He was a high draft pick. Don't say no nowhere, but I mean, he is incredible. 5.4 yards per Gary. I mean, uh, he's just been three touchdowns last week. So he just really does well. Um, I like the offense of Seattle. Um, they're fourth in points scored, and they do it quick. They're 29th in possession and fourth in points. What's that mean? Oh, they're playing fast. They're playing hard. Um, they're really going forward on this. So I, I like this game as an over, uh, 49.5. Arizona's favored by two. Arizona's probably the better team, um, but they're 3-5, and five, and they play a team that's 5-3 and three with who's been hurt. Um, I don't know. They, they played this game in Seattle uh, three weeks ago. Seattle won 19-9. Um, so, I mean, this time, I, I just don't know. I, I, I just don't see this game as, as either team having a, a tremendous advantage. That's why it's a two-point spread. I see this game as being a high-scoring game. I'm betting the over. Arizona-Seattle, bet the over 49.5. I think that's the best play to do with this game. So, Okay, um, the Rams and Tampa Bay was the last morning game, or last afternoon game before the two night games there. Rams and Tampa Bay. Rams are 31st against the rush, and Tampa Bay is 32nd against the rush. Um, they both have struggling running games. Tampa Bay has a better running back overall with Leonard Fournette. Um, he's got almost 400 yards, but he's 3.4 yards a carry. He just can't break away. He never gets any breaks. He's a good guy for two yards. Um, he can do the things you need him to do to a point. Uh, but Tampa Bay stinks. Um, they lost four out of five. They're playing at home. I saw them play against Green Bay a couple months ago in Tampa Bay. I went to that game. It's the worst stadium in America. I'll say that every time I talk about them at home games. Um, they can't do much. Um, they can stop the ball. They're sixth against the pass and sixth overall against points, but nothing else. They're 25th scoring points. They're 32nd running the ball. They have nothing. They can't do anything. The Rams made the Super Bowl last year. Um, they have struggled offensively, 28th in points. Um, they're 31st against the run. That's been the biggest problem. They have a consistent running games. Um, their two receivers, or I'm sorry, two running backs are Henderson and Akers. Henderson gets less than 200 yards. Akers has 150 yards. They can't do it. The Rams are the better defense. They still have number one picks on there. I'd say in this game, it's a, a tough game to play, but Tampa Bay's three-point favorites because they're at home. I don't think they're the good team. I think the Rams are the better team. I'm taking the three points on the road and saying Tampa, Rams can win this game outright. So I love this. Okay, it's time for one more break, and then we're going to finish off the ratings on Sunday night and Monday night, and then talk about some fantasy plays you might want to look at. So we'll be right back.
boy. Boy, you want to gamble? Yeah, I'll gamble anywhere and anytime. What you want to do? Skin? No, skinning going out of style, big shorty. Where's you been? What you want to do? I'll shoot you some crips. You got some crips? Yeah, I got a deck of ponies here. You can look them over and see how you like them. Let's see them. That is. Who you going to shoot these mules at? Abraham. Anybody. You see, I ain't none of Abraham. Yeah, but you be him if you pay them long enough. Down the quarter I go. You generally your money. I'm generally mine. I shoot a dollar flat. No, you didn't understand me. I said a dollar quarter I go with. I heard what you said, Yellow, but you didn't hear what I said. I said I'm shooting a dollar flat. I'm cutting. I'm going to cut your dad flame head if you stick your hands in here after I hit your lick. Come on out of there with him. Coming on out. Set him down. No, I'm, I'm coming out for punch. Set the dice down. I say I'm coming out for punch. You coming out there and get your head cut if you don't set him down. Daddy dies here, man. You make a man cut your head. Show him. Don't look for me. Run into him. Ain't nobody look for you. I done found you. Partner, when you see me break my arm like that, that means I done caught you. I don't care if you break your devilish neck, that since you break it on time, yeah? Come on. Oh, baby, this is me. Huh? Hi What'd you do then? I broke ball. Look here. If you don't catch him no better than that, you catch my dice for the seven. That's what I you do. Catch the dice before the stop rolling. You must didn't catch him before the stop rolling. Well, come on out of that with him. Don't come hold him dice up like that. I'd like to come out with him. Well, what you gonna do, fight? I'd assume to fight. Nobody care nothing about you. And I don't love you, you know. What you fixing to do now? I'll smack the taste out you, boy. Don't you fool with my money, yeah? Yeah, if you do, you'll catch up with Lindbergh, too. You don't see no wings on my shoulder, do you? Put some on them, though. That's right. Up it. Don't choke them, dice. They ain't got no collar on. How can I choke them? Come on out of there with them. I'm coming out. Ha! Left! I see I better pick my money up and go on home, because she's going to start off. Now put mine down, but I caught them. I caught this, too. You didn't understand. I said, throw mine out. I heard what you said, but you didn't hear what I said. I said, I caught this. What you doing? Taking that? No, I got this. You bad. You bad. Just yeah. keep it. No, you, you bad. You run around. You take what you want. Here it is. Get it. I'm going to get it all right now. How you going to get it? Put my money down. Don't come up on me. Back up off me. Put my money down. Quit backing up on me. Put my money down. Back up me. off me. That ain't fair to beat me up like that. Cut down. Boy, let me tell you something. Don't you do that. Don't gamble with me that way. I'll kill you and carry this graveyard myself. I got killing the stuff. I'm afraid. I've been living in this dream so long I don't know what's going on with you today And I pray that your love for me is growing strong And the good times are not gone away Everything is gone I'm looking, there you are Now my soul's running thin Trying to disappear And if you see me going down the road With my old guitar Just say, get in, let's get out of here There's a way I can get my soul back again I just gotta give it all away And it don't pay in a way It's not the same Getting what I want today
I'm afraid I've been living in this dream so long I don't know what's going on with you today And I pray that your love for me is growing strong And the good times are not gone away
Hi, welcome back. Michael Patton here with the podcast, Pigskin, Pickin' and Grinning. We've been picking games this week for week nine of the NFL games. I hope you've followed along and like what we said, and I'll try to recap our plays here at the end, the show we look at. Um, hope it may give you some advice on how you can win at the NFL, especially the people who like to play some fantasy as well. So I'll talk about some fantasy plays after the last three games. So this last segment is um, basically, the I think, one of the best games, usually one of the names you'll see on, um, on the big TV screens at the end of um, and the two last games of the week is the ones I like to talk about. So the, the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. You know, um, for the gambler, especially the fantasy player, the Sunday night game is truly more important than the Monday night game. It's the family's in-house. You're watching it. It's a great time slot for TV. The lead-in show on NBC, um, the football night in America, um, is incredible. It's the highest-rated show every single week. Can people look this? And it leads into a perfect game, especially when the teams are good. So this game is Tennessee at Kansas City. Wow, what a game. What a game. So it should be incredibly high ratings. Um, Tennessee, I mean, they don't have a big fan base there, but they have a great running back. They have a great game overall. Um, they play great, and they really stepped up, and they're in first place in their division, um, playing against the Chiefs, who are first in their division as well. So the Chiefs um, do it all. I mean, um, Patrick Mahomes, again, uh, on pace to hopefully win first or second in MVP voting. He just makes everything right. 60 Seven percent passing. I mean, already twenty-two hundred yards already. I mean, he just does whatever it takes to get the game, whatever it takes to win. Um, he loves to come from behind. He loves to play with the lead. If he gets a touchdown ahead, he's going to be two touchdowns ahead. So um, you got to keep him close. You got to keep him off their game. You got to make him run the ball. Um, they're twenty-third running the ball. And they're second passing the ball. They're second in points. They score by throwing the ball to him. Travis Kelsey just kills himself. I mean, he's just wonderful. So if you don't have Travis Kelsey on a fantasy team, seven touchdowns at a tight end, um, 550 yards, and 60 targets. He caught 47 of them. He catches the ball. He, he, Mahomes is a very accurate passer. So um, Juju Smith-Stuster has been their best. They got him over from Pittsburgh. They got the Green Bay Packer player, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and McCole Hardman last week had two rushing touchdowns and one receiving touchdown. So their fourth receiver, who they've said is the fastest player on the team, uh, interesting opportunities there. I wish they could run the ball. Um, they just can't. Um, they just have really done terrible there. So if they get behind, they're going to um, – I mean, if they get ahead, they can't put people away. So it makes it difficult to play the enders on them ever, especially because they give up a lot. 23rd in points, 26th in yards, 30th against the pass, third against the run. How do you stop? How do you beat the Chiefs? You throw the ball. Who comes to town? Tennessee Titans. What do they do best? They run the ball. They run the ball. They're ninth against the run only because they've had some tough games overall against this um, when they had early and they threw the ball quickly to their great running back, Derrick Henry. King Henry does incredible. 755 yards, seven touchdowns running already the ball. Four and a half yards of carry. I mean, he kills. He just does everything you need to do as a, as a player. So he's also um, can can catch the ball in the backfield. Um, he's 18 targets so far with, you know, caught 14 of them. He's, he's got good hands that can control the ball. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, he's, he's just not throwing touchdowns. I mean, six touchdowns, um, three interceptions. So I, I wish they had a more consistent game. Um, they've only scored 24 points once this season, one time. So you look at this game, it's a 46.5 point over under. You take the 12.5 points the Chiefs are favored by. So take that away. Suddenly you're at 34 divided by 217. That means Vegas thinks Tennessee's going to score 17 points, what they do every single time they play. And now they're going against a team who's the best thing they have is they stop what the Tennessee does best. So how do you bet Tennessee? It's hard to. Um, so they barely lost um, to the Giants. They lost to Buffalo. And then they went off this five-game win streak. That's how we bet Tennessee. You say, I can't see them being the Chiefs at Kansas City on a Sunday night game maybe, but this is going to be a good game, folks. Uh, this is 12.5 points. This is one of my strongest plays of the day. So Tennessee Titans take the 12.5 points against the Chiefs. Cheer for a high-scoring game. I think if the Titans score 21, Kansas City can still win this game easily. Kansas City has a chance to score 30, 40, and maybe in the NFL. So 46.5, I love the over as well. So I'm parlaying this in both ways. Take the Titans, take the over. All you need to do that is if Titans win 18 points, you got one of the two bets. So if they, you have a chance to win both of them once they score 18 points. So I think they will. I think the Chiefs, you know, 23rd against their points allowed. So I think I'll take this one, Sunday night game. So Titans take the 12 and a half points. I think it's a great play. Monday night football. Monday night is Baltimore at New Orleans. 
So Baltimore at New Orleans. New Orleans on a Monday night. I look at the night games and see what the city's like and uh, people really party there and drink and go crazy. And this is one of those towns. I mean, last week it was easy. I said the same thing about Cleveland. Cleveland killed Cincinnati. Everybody thought, oh, my gosh, Cincinnati's going to win this game. It was not even a contest. So it's hard to go into a blue-collar town or a real party town on a Monday night game. We've played it all day long. So New Orleans is one of those places as well. Uh, Baltimore's a better team. Um, Baltimore definitely is a better team. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites because they deserve it. Um, they're five and three. They score a lot of points. Um, they're the second rushing team, and it's interesting. They do it with their quarterback more than anything else. Uh, Lamar Jackson's running, averaging 7.4 yards a carry. I mean, he just kills the ball, and he's throwing the ball well. He's um, he's 63%. He doesn't have a lot of downfield um, stress, and he just lost his best receiver, um, um, Rashad Bateman. So he was their number one pick last year, and when he plays – they're a tremendous team. In fact, um, I said going into last week, so it was now with Rashad Bateman in the game, so he's got 11 touchdowns passing, Jackson does, with one interception. And with Bateman out of the game, he's got four touchdowns passing and five interceptions. So this stretch receiver opened the field, opened it up, especially for the tight end, Mark Andrews, get balls underneath. Andrews has five touchdowns as a tight end. He's doing great. Um, he gets targeted so much. He's got targeted 64 times, and the other receivers combined, top two receivers, um, are 60. So he's getting a lot of catches, and it opens up because he had that stretch guy. Well, that stretch guy is gone, so Baltimore's going to struggle with this one overall. And they give up points. Um, they're 20th in points. They're 24th against the run, 20th against the pass. So the Warrens can get healthy. Their offense can score some points on this. Um, they are fifth against the rush. They are fifth in sacks and sixth in the interception. So they're opportunistic defense. No one has got to control the ball, make sure they don't make mistakes. Um, got the big red rifle, Andy Dalton, playing for him again this week. Um, he's solid. Um, he doesn't throw the ball deep very well, 7.3 yards of pass downfield and stuff, but 65%, he can do it. And they can run the ball with Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara's done an excellent job this year. Um, so he's raising 4.3 yards of carry. Alvin Kamara catches the ball as well. He's the second receiver each year, year in, year out. Great fantasy play there. Their rookie receiver, Chris Olave, has been good. So he's made a big difference for them. 550 yards already, only a couple of touchdowns, but he makes a big difference. He really opens the team up for them. I think Baltimore is a better team. I don't think they're going to play this well. I think they're going to struggle without Rashad Bateman in the lineup. So I'm taking the Saints at home. I'm taking the two and a half points, hoping they get three. And I'm thinking uh, these teams both allow a lot of points, so let's play the over 48. So let's say in the Baltimore Saints game, take the Saints plus two and a half, bet the over 48. So those are the games we're going to play there directly for it. Let me recap our games for us here now. So if you want to, if you've been listening here and you want to write these down or look at these bets and get online with us and follow us, what I do each week, I try to pick six games outright where I like one team or the other, and then I pick another six games where I like the over/unders, and then I make them in combinations uh, when I play them. So I like to do two, two, three team, even four team parlays, have fun with them. And then I do a couple of six point teasers. This week in the games I want to talk about, I got three home games. Um, I think Houston getting three and a half, 13 and a half at Philly on Thursday night. I think the Jets getting 12 and a half um, at, um, at home against Buffalo is incredible. And I'll take Jacksonville at home as well, getting one and a half points. So three underdogs, Houston, 13 and a half, the Jets, 12 and a half, and Jacksonville, one and a half, all three at home teams. I like three road teams. I like getting points as well in all three games. So I'm taking points everywhere here. It's an underdog week. Indianapolis. At New England, I'll take the six points. New England can't beat people by six points very often. Um, I'll take the Rams against Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay stinks, and that's where Brady's going to get booed the most. And then Tennessee, I'll take 12.5 points. They probably can't beat Kansas City, but again, I'll take any game, so 12.5 points. And I'm going to parlay these also, the Houston, the Jets, and Tennessee, 13.5, 12.5, 12.5. I even tease them, but I'll parlay them for sure. So, And then... For my over-unders, I'm mostly thinking high-scoring games this week. I got four overs. I think Green Bay-Detroit goes over 49. I think Chargers and Atlanta goes over 49.5. I think Seattle-Arizona over 49.5. And I think Miami-Chicago over 42. The two unders I have are Buffalo and the Jets. I think that's an under 46.5. And, and Minnesota-Washington under 44.5. So follow those again. So Green Bay-Detroit over 49. Chargers-Atlanta over 49.5. Buffalo and the Jets under 46 and a half. Miami and Chicago over 42. Seattle, Arizona over 49 and a half. Minnesota, Washington under 44 and a half. 
before you pay totals, always check the weather conditions. There's a lot of good websites. You can find them. So um, check it, just Google NFL weather. Look at the different sites. Go forward. It appears this week when I'm doing this broadcast three days before game time, um, the weather's fine everywhere. There's only game. There could be weather issues or dome areas. So there's a lot of dome games this week. So we're in pretty good shape. I don't think it's going to be weather. But anytime weather rolls in in November, December, um, you got to pay the unders. I mean, the teams, if it's if it's windy in particular, look for wind conditions. If wind's over 20 miles an hour, you can't play a receiver in a fantasy league. You can't play a quarterback there. You can't play an over. The team's going to kind of control the ball, keep it in tight. My two six-point teachers this week, um, this will make you add six points. How you do this, you pick all three of them, and you got to get all three right, but they give you six points. So instead of getting $3 back for your $1 on this, we bet $1 on this, you'll just get between $1.40 and $1.80 for every dollar you bet. But all three games have to come in. So huh, I'm lucky to pick one game. Why did I pick three? Because you get six extra points in hand in your pocket. And the NFL is very good about predicting games. So suddenly you get the same. You like them already. Now you got an extra six points. That's really amazing amount in the NFL. My two six-point teaser. I have three of them actually this week. Jacksonville plus seven and a half. Cincinnati minus one. They're a seven-point favorite. Move at six points. Now all you do is win the game. And Washington plus nine and a half. I also like the Jets plus 18 and a half, Tennessee plus 18 and a half, and Houston plus 19 and a half. I mean, all those games are too many points in the NFL. One of those may not happen, so I'm betting them straight up as well, but I'm going to tease those things and just get lucky, I hope. And my last teaser is Chicago, nine and a half, Arizona plus four, and the Rams plus nine. I mean, Super Bowl champs plus nine points. Um, they're not that bad a team. They deserve this. I'll finish the broadcast this week, um, week nine of the NFL, by talking about some plays in fantasy. Obviously, you can go down and look at these on DraftKings, FanDuel, different betting sites, and look for ways. If you play fantasy football, you're, it's cool. You watch games differently. You know, three kinds of people who watch football. The kind who like football, like their favorite team, like to watch on Monday night. Second kind is the gamblers. All they care about is the final score. And that's what we're talking about here, the final score because we're gambling on things. And then the third kind is the fantasy player. It's who scored. I like the who scored part. It gives me chances to watch games. I love to sit there. I play uh, this girl I'm dating and play her this week in fantasy football and her team against mine. And we're going to watch the games. And on Monday night and on Sunday night games, I have a receiver and she's a running back and vice versa. So I'm going to be saying, run the ball. And she's going to say, pass the ball. So we're going to watch the games differently. There's some plays that stand out I really want to talk about. Um, Derrick Henry, of course, I just 200 yards last week, every single week playing. Um, Dante Foreman, um, I think he did so well last week with three touchdowns, 26 carries. Anytime you get a guy with 24 carries, 25 carries, or 20, you're getting, you have to play those people. So last week, um, Foreman had 26 carries. Travis Etienne for Jacksonville had 24. Aaron Jones for Green Bay had 20 in a terrible game, 143 yards where the team could not carry the ball. And Derrick Henry, 32 carries for 219. Gotta love those things. I also look for quarterbacks who can throw the ball for more than 300 yards. Uh, last week, Tua did 300. I think he has a good chance this week as well. I said play the over game in, in Chicago. Um, I think um, Kyler Murray, I always played over in his other games. Again, he was over last week. 31 um, receptions, uh, 31 of 44 and 326 yards. You, you guys pay attention. Those kind of yardage numbers, those kind of reception numbers, those kind of attempts even. Or when you're throwing the ball 44 times, you're going to put up fantasy stats. So, And the last one, Lamar Jackson, who last week threw the ball 38 times. For the guy who leads their team in rushing, um, you got to put him in fantasy leagues. A couple of sleepers overall. I mean, I, I, I like people who are just coming on to the game. I think uh, I say I say sleeper because they're in the league overall right now, but um, you gotta like some of the players that are coming up and, and catching some of these rookies. Um, Garrett Wilson for the, for the Jets, I really like. I think he's gonna be a solid, solid player for them and a, a real game baker, make a difference for them. Kenneth Walker for Seattle. Uh, Kenneth Walker the third for Seattle. Three touchdowns again last week. Love to watch the rookies, like watching baby trees. They're gonna be such a when they grow up and going forward. So, those are our games. Um, I'll try to recap as well. You can find this online, um, through our podcast, but please share it. Hope you make some money. We'll talk about our percentages next week when we start off with. So it's week nine of the NFL. I'm Michael Patton. Hope you had a good time. This has been Pigskin, Picking and Grinning. We'll see you next week.